0: Hello creative people, welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies, and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Giselle Galper. Giselle aims to make, to make expert career help accessible and quick, easy and low cost. As the daughter of an Argentine immigrant who went to college While Giselle was growing up, Giselle saw firsthand how difficult it could be for a Latina woman to advance in her career. Frustrated that there was no way to give people encouragement and additional learning after her talks, Giselle started looking for a career app to solve the problem. Giselle, welcome to the space.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yep. Happy to have you here. So um, if you could give people a little bit, I read a little bit about you. If you could give people a little bit more about who you are and whatever you want to say, and then we're going to dive into our would you rather question and then our other questions.
1: Awesome. So I'm Giselle Galper. I'm the founder of a company called Chia Seed. And our product is a new type of career app. When most people think about career, they think about job search but we're really trying to provide uh, uh, as close as we can to a digital coach that puts the power of career in the hands of our user with um, tracking so they can get the data of them in really small microbytes of interactive learning or even coaching to um, bring them the power of a coach in just one to two minute sessions um, so that they can have a coach with them all the time. And we're available in the app store and Google play and every user we have helps us get better. So we're really looking for users and feedback and that's it.
0: Yeah. Well, this is so wonderful and so exciting. The idea of like having this digital coach at your fingertips, literally in these mini sessions. I mean, talk about powerful, what you're, what you're inventing and creating is So needed. So yay, you. Love that. (laughs) Yay, you. Talk about creativity. So, this is going to be a good conversation. So, before we dive into our first official question, I am going to ask you a would you rather. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, Giselle, would you rather have a cupcake or a piece of cake?
1: Wow. (laughs) <laughs> wow well i'm a frosting gal and there are tons, it you know it depends on the piece of the cake but if it's a corner <laughs> i'll take the cake because i i it's rare that i like the cake but i always love the frosting
0: there we go that takes the cake
1: <laughs> wow I love it. I love it.
0: So while we're on this, do you have a preference for vanilla, for chocolate, for buttercream do for whatever variety?
1: Well, I'm not as picky as I used to be. I used to be one of those super picky eaters, but after I had my um, third child, I developed a milk allergy and it's actually a little serious. So I'll take whatever I can get, but you know, If someone makes a really good vanilla frosting, like, you know, sort of more like a buttercream taste or just vanilla, I love that. The more the vegan frostings tend to be, the better ones do tend to be chocolate, but I would kill for a delicious vanilla buttercream type frosting.
0: (laughs) What children do to our bodies, right?
1: Oh my gosh, that's for sure. I mean, I wanted them, but boy, child number three really took me down.
0: (laughs) We love them. We're so incredibly grateful, but wow.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So hearing you say, I can hear the passion in your voice, what I would do for a vanilla frosting that is so good.
1: Yeah. it's It's real. Yeah.
0: So, okay. So here we go. First official, official question is, Giselle, how do you define the word creativity?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I love the idea that you do this show and creativity. And to me, creativity, uh, even though one of my, that youngest child who brought me down is an artist, I really see creativity as a problem solving out of the box. Um, About getting out of your comfort zone into different ways of thinking. And um, I was brought to that idea by the book Creative Confidence by the Kelly Brothers quite a long time ago. And it was their book um, and just this idea of creativity that gave me, honestly, the impetus and the power to even think that I could build an app, a non-technologist.
0: I love. So yes, let's preface this like, and this is what people are going to learn more about you as we're speaking, because you're going to tell us more about yourself and your journey. But you are not here. You, you see a need, fill a need. You see a need for this. Don't have the technology know-how, but you're like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to problem solve this baby and we're going to make this happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and it was crazy because when I first really stumbled on the problem um, and said, wow, there's this vacuum, I spent a year and a half, I'm not exaggerating one bit, in studying the space and what what wasn't there and what was there, and I thought, like, this is crazy. There are professional coaches, there are learning and development companies, but for some reason, they're not seeing that in healthcare, mental health, uh, fitness, all these areas of self-improvement, diet, money, that people can use apps. And yeah, maybe they're going to go to a coach sometimes one-on-one, but most people don't have access to that. And more importantly... Even if they do, I don't know if you know anybody who uses one of these sleep rings, but I used one for a while, the Aura. And mm. the Aura has a thing where you can share your data with a coach, your sleep data, because it's a personal tool that you can use with a coach or a doctor. And to me, I just couldn't believe there, there wasn't a career career tool just like this in the marketplace. I I was hunting it down and couldn't find it. Mm.
0: So here we go. So if you could give people a little bit more info about who you are and your journey through this to get to this point, because
1: you were a lawyer, correct? Yes, I was a lawyer and not a lawyer in technology either. I was just a consumer services and products lawyer who worked 17 years for a family as a general counsel and before that as a tax lawyer Before that, you know, a variety of jobs, like many young people, I was an analyst at a consulting firm, short stint as an accountant. Um, Yeah, I had a lot of different jobs, and none of them was uh, as a technologist or in technology at all, But, but I was a woman professional. And my mom was a woman professional from Argentina, and she came to this country with essentially like a GED. She went to uh, college, at night school. And she always told me, you know, if you work the hardest and you get great grades, you can do anything you want. And I believed her until I started working. And I looked around and I would see, you know, you didn't have to be particularly bright to notice that at the upper echelons of these consulting firms, law firms, um, you name it. Uh, design firms, there were men in the top ranks, and even when there were women, as I learned more and more as a general counsel, the women weren't being paid the same as the men. They weren't equal in rank, even though they had the same title. And this started to make me really mad. And my first kind of crack at career came at being a volunteer speaker and helper to women in career, negotiating their pay helping them understand how to be heard. And I just kept doing more and more research. So it became kind of like my obsession and passion all at once, but nothing to do with tech. You know, uh, I was really saw myself as a helper and a problem solver for these people.
0: Mm. So you saw these discrepancies and you're like, okay, so I'm going to help in the ways that I can help. So as you were volunteering, were you still... In the corporate world?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was a general counsel. You know, I would take calls. I would fit people into my schedule like people do. You know, I'd say, Oh, I'm going for a walk. You can call me. I would help them through um, their negotiations. I would teach them. I would send them scripts and guides. Um, I developed these talks. I never imagined at that point that I would be building an app for this. Um, But I worked at my job as a general counsel for 17 years. And uh, during that time, I had three boys. um, And I was more and more aware of gender differences in career. And I guess I got a little bit of a lucky break. I was the um, person in my house who had the regular job earning money like, you know, in many households, there's um, one person maybe who has a more steady gig and that was me. And my husband's company sold and I said, I want to do something where I really make a difference in the world, just make a difference. I don't know what I want to do, but I want to find that thing. And I embarked on that journey.
0: So this was your past to be like, this is my, I want to make a difference. So you were in your fifties when you left your general counsel job and took this on full-time, correct?
1: Yeah. And I didn't just, you know, I didn't leave and then start this. It wasn't like that was the idea in my head. I knew I wanted to make a difference. And I spent a little time looking around and kind of poking around for what there was to do. And I had been working on these talks. I just never imagined that talking about career would lead me to this. But I was super frustrated that I would give a talk and people would ask for a way to continue the momentum. Or they would ask for coaching, and I didn't want to charge them for my time. I actually didn't want to be a, a one-on-one coach, and I was really shocked um, to learn that there wasn't a toolkit available. I actually, I, I, I used to be that I would wake up every morning, wait, waiting for someone else to start one. Then I realized it's very hard that we're mm. we're doing something that people haven't heard of, and that we're uh, we've spent a lot of time just making it uh, easy for people to come into the app and find their way and to combine this interactive learning and tracking um, neither of which people are doing for their careers right now. They might be writing down their big LinkedIn moments or they might occasionally be writing down their accomplishments, but this idea of regular tracking, with this interactive learning, which pe- which is still kind of new, like Google Primer does a little bit of this, but a lot of people use Duolingo and um, other you know kind of tap and learn tools. And it is interesting how easily people come to it. It's not hard for them. So I feel like you know we're at the beginning of something, maybe something that will be much bigger than chia seed. Um, but I'm thrilled to be part of that first step because we see people get more confident. Um, they ask for more pay. They ask for promotion. They ask for opportunity. Um, this is huge. You know, yeah, the idea it is, that you can it is get huge. this from an app is...
0: Yeah. Right. You can get it from an app and then feel like you're also... There's connection. It's not just you're tracking your information, but there's, is there, well, let me ask, is there a sense of community in any part of this?
1: There there isn't yet, but there will be. So the idea is that right now we've been focusing on making it easier and simpler to uh, track yourself. And then just like um, in an Apple Watch where you can have a group, that you watch and you encourage, we plan to have that. And then the other piece is that the one thing that's really unique about career, similar perhaps to like sleep data in a sleep app is that we want people to be able to share the data of them with someone else who can help them, whether it's a friend, a coach, someone at their career center, a mentor or a supporter. So the idea is that, By sometime this summer, you'll be able to share what you've done uh, with a link with someone else so they can help you tell your career story that much better. Because we know for people who for whom it's hard to talk themselves up or sell themselves in a resume or prepare for an interview, what's better than being able to share what you've done with someone else and they can help you tell that story.
0: Right, right, right. So. I mean, this app does so much, but I guess I'm just asking for clarity. I'll see if this makes sense as I'm speaking. So, for example, there's there's a way to track for networking. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Like what you've done and what your goals are and adding your leads, for example. Okay. So
0: you basically just kind of input all of like as you're like if you were to meet, you know, you know, Nancy Smith, <laughs> then you could, you know, put in there. Uh, met with Nancy from so-and-so, talked about this, like give highlights um, so you can kind of have that in your space and be able to refer back. Exactly,
1: we also have like a market info section, so you can keep info in there, but you could also say, what did you learn about the market? And we really encourage people to put in their leads because one of the most frustrating things is that you meet all these people and it's like, who do I follow up with? When do I follow up with them? But just having a list of those people, reminding yourself, oh, I met them, where did I meet them, so-and-so told me to meet this people, having this kind of this career hub of your accomplishments and shout outs, what we call your satisfaction, really how you feel about your work, your career plan, keeping this in one place is very powerful. Like. Almost all of us have LinkedIn, which is incredibly powerful and wonderful, but we can't annotate our LinkedIn, right? It's not a place for us to work from or think about our careers. And like when you're talking about community, the idea is that maybe you have three or four friends and you guys wanna egg each other on to network more or talk yourselves up more. So we have challenges in the app and then we're gonna make it possible for you to see other people's metrics of are they on track or not? like accountability partners. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So the shout outs. So is there, so when you're putting in certain goals or benchmarks, so then there's something within the app that kind of gives you a shout out or a, um, a, a, however, did you say talk up or what you were Yeah, there's to? like
1: a template for each thing. So there's an entry, just like you might enter calories in a calorie app, right? Mm-hmm. Or you might enter a bike ride if it wasn't syncing up with your bike ride or some other type of exercise. And so you just hit a plus button and it gives you a list of entry types like accomplishment, shout out, satisfaction. There are entries for your career plan, your goal, your motivation, your objectives. You pick one, you enter it, takes like 30 seconds. You can add a lot more details if you're a journaler or you wanna come back and edit it. And then we give you dashboards Uh, to look at your entries through or a way to organize them into collections so that, you know, this year for your performance review, there might be a theme based on what you've entered and you organize it that way. But in three years, when you're going for promotion, maybe you want to organize it differently so you can use them in different ways and and tell different stories Uh, because it's that curation of your stories that makes, it's like, you know, that's your marketing of yourself for advancement. We want people to keep that data, reflect on it, like have favorites, craft it, and share it with other people for feedback, right? I mean, you, you're you this idea that you set of community. There is no career support really just that stands totally on its own. You can use the app all by yourself and some people do. So right now we have limited sharing but its power will be enhanced as we allow you to share with more people, Um, people who know you, uh, people who have worked with you, or just people who want to see your career go forward. And we know some of our users have said, hey, like I don't know if I have somebody who really understands career. Will you have a premium service to ask questions? And we think we will do that, but we'd like to keep that kind of digital and asynchronous too, so we can keep the cost down. Right. Because our goal is to have, you know how they talk about insurance being accessible, like low cost, easy. Yes. Yeah. That's what we want Chia Seed to be. We want it to be expert career help that's accessible. So we don't want it to be $30 a month. You know, the dream is 99 cents a month or $3 a month, or, you know, you pay for what you need. Maybe it's a few dollars. Um, because for the regular person to get career help, we have to be at their price point. We can't be at this, like, you know, really high price point um, that comes with live career coaching.
0: Right, right. I love how you said curation of stories for marketing. That sounds so curation of stories because we are a curation of stories
1: we are (laughs) when we think of ourselves in that way i think for a lot of people who feel stressed about you know tooting their own horn bragging pitching all these things we're just telling stories exactly, And, and you know and we're sharing And when we think about it like that, and when we think about, like you said before, networking. And networking is building relationships. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: No, it's just so natural. And what I love about this idea of career fitness tracking, you know, a lot of people, maybe they're just going to start doing it more in a notebook. That's totally fine. I like our dashboards and reminders. We're going to have more of those. Just keeping that list of what you do on a regular basis and making it a habit It gives you so much more power to tell a better story, Mm -hmm. right? And then over time, I like to say, I don't think I say this anywhere in the app, but it's like that Visa commercial with Priceless, you know, the first year for your performance review, it's pretty good. In a few years, you know, when you're going for advancement, it's really good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in five years, seven years, 10 years, we have. You know, our primary audience uh, for self-improvement and career likely is women. Mm -hmm. Um, Women take gaps. And it is really hard to remember what you do after a gap or what you've been doing and to tell those stories. So I have this dream that it will be priceless, that people who come back Mm -hmm. after a gap will be like, oh, I'm so glad I have this app Mm that I have a record of what I've done. It's priceless. That's right.
0: Oh, yes. A record to refer back to because our brains, you know how our brains work. <laughs> yeah. Because we have so much to so much of a balancing act and for everybody life happens. And then you're like, oh, what happened yesterday? So, um, yes. Sure.
1: And, it, you know, i talked to people, talked to someone a little while back. She runs a career office now, but she was in sales. She said, wow, what I would have given when I was transitioning to have all the details of my achievements and sales. The reality is they don't make it to LinkedIn. They don't make it as milestones forever, but it's both empowering in terms of defeating imposter syndrome, but it also makes for nice, juicy stories. And so I uh, personally, I love that and I have done it myself and I'm so grateful that I learned about this, and I can see that uh, people who do do it can use it to beat imposter syndrome, and that that's thrilling to me. Oh my gosh,
0: that whole thing with imposter syndrome, worthiness, all of that. When you actually, because we forget, it's it's just so beautiful and such. I always feel such gratitude when you hear back from somebody, like them. Thanking you for or recognizing what you've done. And then you're like, oh, was that me? Like, I just do it. Like I Absolutely. didn't but then- I, I didn't think oh. it was anything big. And then you're like, wait a minute, that's actually I should be paying more attention.
1: And you should write it down. Because yes. one of the other things is that if you're the type of person who doesn't talk yourself up, it's so great to be able to say, I was so flattered when Jonathan mentioned whatever, right? When Jonathan mentioned what a tremendous impact I made on the presentation. There you go, right? You're not saying, you're just repeating what Jonathan said. And when you do that, it's actually better than talking yourself up because it's a third party endorsement, you know, like brands pay for third party endorsements, Uh, brands pay for influencers. Jonathan becomes your influencer. When you use that shout out that he gave you.
0: Beautiful. So I want to kind of go back and just kind of highlight again for what I'm recognizing for you and maybe have a deeper conversation on that. So here you, like I said, saw a need and you were like, okay, so when you define creativity for me, you said it's problem solving out of the box, out of your comfort zone. So what was the first step you said? Well, you said you did a ton of research for a year and a half to see what the market held and everything. So then where did you go from there? You were like, okay, we see a need. Were you like, I need to find tech
1: support here? Um, I tried lots of things. Um, I will say that uh, I, I spent, well, first of all, I wrote a 50 page document in that year and a half. And nobody would read it, and um, I realized that I had to come up with a different way to convey my thoughts. So I spent some money and time learning how to wireframe my ideas. So draw, you know, draw the screens of an app. Those aren't the screens that we have today, but they were the first time I really started thinking about how is a product built. How do you convey to engineers how a product is built? And I also spent time trying to find kind of a team of people to work with, to build this. And I realized that, you know, I didn't have the product manager experience, um, that I needed to really go through an iterative process for building the app. So I, I spent that time doing the wireframing and everything. And I felt pretty ready to start with a chunk of the app and was, um, looking for someone to pay, to build it. And I got very lucky because, uh, my husband was a chief technology officer for many years. Uh, he's a technologist, and he joined me part time. So he spends about twenty hours a week uh, working on chia seeds since right before the start of the pandemic, so January of twenty, a little mm-hmm. bit over two years ago. And um, he started probably not even at the twenty-hour-week level, maybe ten hours a week. Uh, and we and I in during that time really almost a year and a half. I talked to people about raising money, about the product. I networked. We started building the product. We got test users on there. And we literally just iteratively built the product. We would put uh, features out there. We would test them. We'd get users. We'd evaluate. Sometimes we'd move forward. Sometimes we'd go back. But we didn't have any outside funders. We took outside funding uh, just from people who knew me. uh, Spring of... 21, so almost a year ago now, and we've been spending that as sparsely as we can to continue this model of um, iterative development where we say, okay, what is it that people want and where are we trying to go? Because in the beginning, we couldn't even really uh, get people to understand what we, what we were trying to do. It was that hard. People would say, oh, you're gonna take medium articles about career, and you're gonna uh, put them on this like website with typing and things you do like a journal. And it, was, it took mm-hmm. a long time <laughs> to convey the idea, really by building the app, that you could have tracking just like calories, super easy or uh, period tracking. One young woman who started using the app said, oh, I've just integrated you into my, schedule. I check my calories and like my health um, every morning and every night. And I've added in chia seed into that mix. And that's exactly where we want to be. Yeah. And she's also doing a little bit of the learning where she's tapping through when it works for her. She enjoys the interactive content. It's super easy to understand and it feels personal to her. And what we're hoping is, you know, to show, Hey, this is possible, we, we can help people. And so, yeah, I didn't start with any tech experience. And I will say that just recently, I remember the feeling when I was a general counsel, when I took the job, I didn't know how to do the job. Many people take jobs like that and they don't have anyone who trains them. And there's this moment, this like aha moment where you say, wow, I've been doing this job, but I finally understand what I'm supposed to
0: do. <laughs> and I That's I jumped at that moment
1: not that long ago in Chia Seed where um, I can much more clearly align you know, what we need for the business, what we need for the product, what we need for the user and our story um, as we move forward. And it's because we have enough of the technology built and I've been doing it um, for a while, but there's always... Um, I guess you didn't ask me this, but, you know, it's not just building technology, right? In addition to the content that's in the app, which is a whole other level of work, there's also just communicating about the app. You know, I'm doing my first set of blog posts where I wrote all these drafts, but I found someone to help me refine them. And then every, like, the demos on the website and the GIFs, those are all, you know, done mostly by me and then, all the fine tuning of the tech is done by someone else. But I clip the videos, I write the scripts, and it is shocking, you know, how many skills you have to grab in problem solving to do that. Um, And how much time I spent with other people reviewing my work quickly and showing it to them to get feedback, things that were totally out of my comfort zone. They're not tech, but they're not, they're certainly not things I ever did as a lawyer.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so happy to be having this conversation with you because because it's really amazing what you're doing. But besides that, it's falling, truly, um, but falling within my topic of expanding this definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush. I love how you're really diving into so many various aspects that don't often get talked about to this in this way. So I love how you're really talking about problem solving and the idea of this, you know, the trial and error and uh, like being, there's a vulnerability to it, but then put on your big
1: girl pants and do it. Like we're figuring it out. (laughs) 1000%, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I do liken Chia Seed to like, you know, after you have a baby, maybe not other people feel this way and you pull on a bikini and you got the love handles and you wonder what happened to your stomach muscles, but you go out there because you want to be with your kids at the beach and you just do it. And building a product um, that I care so much about the mission for, but having to put it out there and letting other people say, oh my God, I don't understand that. Or what is that? Or wow, like some people say, oh, I love the UI and design. And other people say, Oh, it's got too many colors. You realize everyone's a critic. But the thing is, is that we're looking for product market fit. You know, we're at this very beginning stage. And so, like, I take the notes on things. I say, where are they in our priority order? But I try to listen to our users and say, what's making a difference for them? Like, one thing we noticed is people really liked the learning, the tap-through learning That they weren't tracking as much. It should be helpful for their careers. Some subset of users were, maybe 20%. But the other 80% were really doing the learning and just kind of a little bit, you know, putting their toe into the tracking. Mm -hmm. And so we just, we realized, hey, okay, we need to get people used to tracking because people who make 10 entries tend to keep going. Now, we don't know this for sure that someone who wasn't doing it before would, But now we're making it easier to actually uh, put in entries from your in the learning. So you actually sample what that plus button feels like, which is something we couldn't do from a technology standpoint early on. Um, And we're trying to get people to do this tracking. We also know that if they have a financial planner or a coach or a class that they're in that encourages it, that they're more likely to do it. So we're talking to groups that work with students or career centers to get this message through, because it won't just be the app itself that creates change um, in people, but we're hoping over time that the tracking can really be a part of their career, because we can make a dent with the learning, but you, the individual, can make lifelong change with the tracking.
0: Right, right. And- I'm just going to go back to this like just even hearing you it's in your voice that you're passionate about it. I so know. like you it's like you're passionate, you care, you want to make a difference. You're going to chip away at it you're going to figure out what's working and what's not working you're going to like you said prioritizing the order of because it's true people are a critic in everything so if you listen to everything at every moment nothing's going to get done nothing when, when you put it in the order of priority well okay yeah that makes sense because you're realizing your target market and how to make it the easiest and most effective and when people people need simple in order to then feel like they can do it. And then that's once- That's our biggest
1: challenge. That is, you are absolutely right. Nail on, um, hammer on the nail, I guess, or hole in one nail, way.
0: Nail on the head, yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean, um, people need it simple. And that's been one of the most challenging things, like communicating what we're doing and making it simpler. And a lot of the times now I feel like, Everything we're doing is trying to make it simpler to take these first steps. And then um, a lot of what we'll be doing next is to remind you how well you're doing or if you're not doing it, to remind you about your goals and how you could get there. And also to lay off if you're not doing it so much, right? We don't want to drive people crazy. Right. We want to be trusted by them to do this. And some people might want to come in Oh, my gosh, I have a performance review. I'm going to prep. Oh, no, I didn't track anything, but I like the learning in here. Or negotiate a job offer. Maybe they do the first 100 days on the job program. Then they don't use the app for a while. That's going to be okay. We know that we're going to need to add more learning. And so we're listening to our users about that as well. Like, what is it they want to learn from an app to help them in their careers? And that's right. all we do is we we listen, we prioritize, right? There's only so much money and so much time. So we, we're trying to make the best decisions we can with the money and time that we have.
0: I love that. Listen and prioritize, which is life, <laughs> life yeah. lessons. So Giselle, I want to hear more about you as a human. So <laughs> moving on to the second question, which is, I know that you're crazy busy, um, but how do you incorporate more creativity into your own
1: life? That's a really great question. So, you know, I'm a little embarrassed to say that I love um, comedy and drama and when and I need a release from Chia Seed. The writing is really hard for me. I'm not a natural writer and I have to do a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of, um just like getting into that other creative part of my brain so i watch some comedy shows over and over in the background
0: oh my gosh um, so do i nothing to be embarrassed about
1: <laughs> and relentlessly and um sometimes i watch shows that just shift my thinking a little bit so in the background now and by in the background i mean I might be working on something that isn't very; it doesn't use a lot of my brain. I might be; I had an injury in June. I might be doing my physical therapy. I might be in the kitchen, but I'll I'll listen to Mad Men, which is crazy different, but it it kind of just takes me to a different place yeah. and it helps me relax. The other thing is that I I use the app to track my satisfaction, my accomplishments. And one thing i've learned that has been fascinating is remember i had no background in tech i also i hadn't taken an art class since middle school i loved middle school art but my mom was very old-fashioned you know it was all like no art in high school blah 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 anyways i really love doing the figma work the design and figma work for the app i'm not particularly good at the tool i love seeing how other people design i've always loved Um, going to art museums and galleries and things like that. But I never, going back to your theme, considered myself creative. But it turns out doing this work in Figma and drawing and iterating over and over, that gets me in my flow zone more than any other work in the app. So wait, what is Figma? Figma is a design tool um, where you can like draw the screens of an app, different versions of it. And what I've learned is it's so much easier to con, um, communicate with engineering or the team or users. Like, um, uh, what does this say to you? Right. Because it's a drawing. It's a picture of a screen or a button as opposed to describing it to them with words. That was my big aha from that 50 page document mm-hmm. is pictures are really the way to go. So at first um, I paid someone to help me do my drawings. Then I realized I didn't have enough money for that. Mm -hmm. And also what I could do is I could draw them and I could pay someone to criticize them. So then (laughs) I, I did that. And then now I'm at the point where usually I distribute what I do to 20 or 30, uh, users who are kind of into the app, they know how it works. And then I do maybe 10 people who don't use the app at all. And I, I kind of, you know, loose market research, and it really helps. But it's that time in the drawing tool, where honestly, like, time is still for me. I could be eight hours doing that, and it's such a shock. Like, I don't think we know as humans always where that flow feeling comes from. I never would have known that. I knew I like to do research. I can spend a lot of time researching an issue. But drawing in a digital tool, that's crazy.
0: (laughs) That's crazy talk. It is. (laughs) But how you just described that, I think listeners that's really key is that it's whatever that thing is that gets you into your flow zone. So it's that thing where you lose sense of time, all of a sudden it's just time stands still. And you're just, it's not feeling stressful. Your body feels looser. Your shoulders are not up to your ears. You're just kind of like breathing and it feels amazing. And whatever you're doing, whether you're actually creating, you're doing, or you're just being, it's that time where it just feels so restorative.
1: It is restorative. One thing I'll say is there is a group of people, and in the app we account for this. You can track your satisfaction, but you can also... Sort of say, was this high, 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 medium or low energy? Was this, how was my stress level? And then, um, and the interesting thing in how did time go by, slow or fast? For everybody, when they're in high satisfaction, their time goes by quickly. But the mm-hmm. interesting thing is their energy may not move with that. But for some people, they're really energized. But the funny thing is, is that some people are in that flow zone when they're really stressed. And as a lawyer, I also discovered that for myself. Like, you know, in a mediation, which is super stressful and felt very stressful for me, but everybody's all hands on deck on the same problem. I get mm. that same feeling as when I'm designing, but a totally different feeling in the stress versus calm category.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well well, there's that excitement too. It's like Okay. Like there's that is is it's a jazzed kind of feeling too. There's a stress, but it's jazzed, right?
1: Yeah. It's like really on and you just, you know, you feel energized and it's that same feeling yeah. that goes by, but it's, it's different. You experience it differently. I think it's really important to accept that in yourself. Like what is your flow zone? If it's calm, is it stressed because we're all different, But just recognizing where that is. And then the opposite is true too. In the app, we talk about like the low satisfaction work. One of the things I recommend to people when they're really feeling stuck is get rid of that low satisfaction work as much as you can first, really the stuff that really brings you down, because sometimes it can be hard to feel the good stuff when you're low and stuck and i think for your audience who's trying to be creative sometimes it can be hard to let go and feel the good when there are a few things really bothering us so I, i like people to work on those and maybe it's just limiting your time with alyssa from the office or maybe you don't like meetings that much and you try to decrease them in your schedule or put them at a time of day when you're the least productive that's something i do i have my team meetings in the late afternoon, my team doesn't care. But for me, that's a low productivity time. So I do my time mm-hmm. meetings then because that activates me. So I think really understanding kind of where you get your energy. If I'm in a team meeting in the morning, I actually get a little bit anxious and frustrated with people because I feel like I should be doing my work. And I, I'm, I'm a little bit miserable then.
0: Mm-hmm. It's such important things to, to recognize and understand because when you said low satisfaction, if you're feeling badly about something, if you're going back to your definition, which is problem solving and out of the box and out of your comfort zone, you're not willing to do any of that because you're feeling crappy. (laughs) You're, you're just like, you're in a space where you're just like, ugh, and I can feel it in my body. It's like, you're restricted. You're restricting your body. Your body literally, I could say my body like turns in, um, my shoulders go up. I tense up. Um, maybe I'm feeling draggy. Maybe it's the other way of just feeling depressed or like lethargic. So it just, it feels, it feels bad. And when it feels bad, you're not, you're not open to any of that.
1: No, it's very hard to be open to new ideas and to be creative. That's why I've accepted, you know, the fact that I've watched some series over and over and they might play in the background while I'm working and trying to write because I need that relaxation. I need to pop out of that zone. Um, I need to go for a walk outside and get fresh air. I need to do something for myself because as much as I'm passionate about chia seed, it doesn't mean each thing I do is easy because of that passion. And so removing those hurdles. So like when people are stuck or feeling not creative, how do we remove the hurdles to get there? How do we accept that we have hurdles?
0: So that's exactly this. And I love, again, going back to the, I watch the same things. Oh, I have watched so many movies over and over again because there are times when I'm like, okay, I just need that background noise. It makes me feel happy. This movie, give me a romantic comedy, and I'm good. Like, oh, so um, that's so
1: funny. I, that's your sweet spot with the rom com. That uh, is, funny. I, I am
0: a rom com girl. I'm when, when we were. I, had a good friend when I was um, pregnant with our son, a first child, and we did uh, pregnancy classes together. And when we talked about what our go-to was for like um, beginning stages of labor, mm-hmm. mine was like 16 Candles, you know, any kind of rom-com and hers was like Godfather.
1: <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. I can't yeah. imagine the Godfather. So, you know, the family I worked for was the Coppola family. So I've heard so many Godfather <laughs> references. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah,
0: it, really it was so hilarious. freaking funny. I was like, talk about discre- like differences just to show how people are. I'm like, that's your happy place? I would be like totally stressed. and. <laughs> but anyway, back on track. So a little bit more just so I want to hear because you said nurturing yourself giving yourself the awards, rewards. So you talked about the whole TV show thing, going for a walk. Do you have, lately one of my newer questions is, just out of curiosity, do you have or don't have um, some kind of a morning routine to kind of get yourself
1: into the day? I do. And you know, there are a lot of articles on like the importance of the morning. In fact, in our first 100 day on the job, we talk about the morning, even though some people might not want to hear it. It's, it's such an important time to take advantage of. So I don't allow myself screens. Uh, I do check like to make sure there's no kid emergency because two of our kids are at college. Um, okay. And then I, no matter what the weather, parka weather, sweatshirt, t-shirt, I go for just one loop around the block. It's 0.8 miles. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I do that, I start the water for the coffee. Cause I do a, like a poor coffee, like, um, mm-hmm. and, um, so then I come back depending on what I have going on that day. I might shower, not shower. And, uh, and then I, I have a coffee and I make my plan for the day the night before I've usually sketched it out. And I, I like even have my timing between coffees. Then I did, I usually try to walk, not go more than two hours of working without another one of those loops. I'm a really big believer in uh, squeezing in steps and exercise into your day. Um, it, it just kind of keeps me on my game. Sometimes I make phone calls I need to make then. It's not a long loop, right? It's 0.8 miles. So right. it's almost as if it didn't happen. And I can tell that I am not as... In my zone on the days when that doesn't get to happen, so that's so I kind of I go through that routine. I have the two cups of coffee before I've been on the second walk. I usually do writing in the morning. Um, sometimes even I do this if I uh, get up earlier. Uh, then I might stick another walk in there in the routine, and that's kind of how I do my day. We had a dog for a very long time. And obviously I would take her on the walk with me and fit her in before the coffee. And I did notice that when she um, died this last December, Hmm. that it threw my routine a lot. Cause she was, you know, she wanted to go to bed at a certain time. (laughs) She wanted (laughs) to be fed, she wanted to be walked. She was highly routinized. We had adopted her with a routine. And then when she wasn't there, I had to really focus on, that routine. And at first I didn't do the first thing walk, which I had been doing. And, you know, I really stumbled mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out what it was. And so I just threw that walk right back in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's made a huge difference for me. Um, I can see that just getting fresh air, no matter what the weather is so good for us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry about your dog. Oh, um,
1: Almost eighteen, so she had she had a really good run.
0: Yeah, I know animals are just you know our babies, and but That's I appreciate pre- I appreciate what you're saying. It's so much like movement, like mm-hmm. underline, 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 and whatever that is. It's yes, get outside, walk. I I've said this in a million of my podcasts. Turn on music and just like dance around, like move around, um, whatever First that daughter. is. And I really. I, I, for a long time and I kind of got out of it and you just kind of re reminded me um, to time block in Google calendar and um, I saw it in mind Valley actually. And it just kind of really helped me to time block everything and it could change it. There was flexibility in it, but time block when I'm going to eat breakfast, when I'm going to make my calls. When I'm going to work on my own work, when I'm going to hang out with a friend, when I'm going to work on my podcast, when I'm going to work on my book, like, so that time is there so I can say, okay, that's for that amount of time. I know that's happening. And then there's, if it's something that I don't love doing so much, I'm like, okay, it's for that amount of time. And then there's a reward that I put afterwards as something that I enjoy
1: doing. Oh, absolutely. Well, I have to put the things I don't like um, first thing in the morning. Those, mm-hmm. those have to happen first. So that's what I do, the writing, I do I, I save my energy for the work that's the hardest that I leave, I like the least. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I've scheduled anybody who's listening for the morning, that's that's not the case. I <laughs> the As an exception, I rarely schedule calls in the morning. I only do it if it, it works for the person then, but I try to push all my calls into that late afternoon zone where I'm not going to get as much done anyways. Right, right.
0: Ah, So powerful. So we're already at the, getting at the top of the hour. So oh. I want to kind of wrap this up with the third and final question, which puts a nice little bow on it, which is why
1: do you think creativity is important? Oh, gosh. Well, I think it's, I think we all desire to be happy. And the two ways of being happy, they say, are through connectivity and productivity. And I think both of those are reached through creativity. That is, our productivity is enhanced through creativity and our connections. You know, maybe some people don't feel this way, but I think even... Being open to more people is expressing our creativity, right? Getting out of our comfort zone, being curious. And so I I think it's the path to happiness.
0: Oh my God. That is so freaking powerful.
1: The path to happiness.
0: Oh my gosh. Can you please tell people how they can connect with you?
1: Well, you can connect with me, um, You can always go to the website any emails you connect through there you can get to me at chia seed so it's career helping expert app so chia seed is uh c-h-e-a-s-e-e-d.com and you can reach me on linkedin i'm the only giselle galper Mm -hmm. and then we have an insta and since i'm a jack of all trades i'm running the um i'm the community manager there at chia seed app so it's chia seed app on Insta. So any of those ways you can find me. Um, I'm happy to DM with you um, and learn more. We um, we're doing trials this fall with employee resource groups and uh, interns this summer, and we're just so excited um, to try to get this idea out there. I really appreciate this.
0: Oh my gosh. It's just, it's so freaking needed in this world. So before we say goodbye to everybody and I thank you again, um, is there anything that you, else you want to share that you feel like you forgot to say or words of wisdom?
1: Well, I want to say thank you to you, but I also want to say that if you do one thing with your career, maybe you're, you're like, ah, that tracking isn't for me really encourage you to be curious about people in your industry and at your company, uh, on your team, uh, people who are alum at your school. Ask for 15 minute meetings and network, be curious. And when you do that, more opportunities will come to you and um, you will get more ideas. And through that, you will find your path to what works for you
0: beautiful way to wrap it up. And Giselle, again, thank you so much for hanging out for this hour and telling us all about who you are and what you do. So thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. It's been great.
0: And everybody joining us live. Thank you so much for being here live. Those catching the replay. This space is all about inspiring each other, connecting and sharing stories. I believe we have always needed this, but I think we need it now more than ever. So please like, follow, share, all of that good stuff so we can reach more people and help empower people. And on a side note, my uh, publishing house, Express Yourself Publishing, our uh, multi-author book, will be launching this Friday, April 8th, Invisible No More, Stepping Into the Spotlight. So more information will be available on purchasing it on Kindle on that day. And if you are wanting to be in a multi-author book or write your book, please reach out. The newest multi-author book that we are calling in now is Creativity Is Not Cute, It Is Necessary. So love this space, love community and all this good stuff. So wherever you are listening in, we wish you a good morning. A good afternoon and a good evening and look forward to talking again soon so goodbye everybody feeling inspired let's just get rid of this throw away this whole perfectionism thing this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything you know what you don't (laughs) let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like it's all part of the process the self-awareness feels so good you feel more connection to yourself connection to others and huh be a happier more joyful person just imagine that so you are where you are in the process so you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace or you can dive right in Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the publishing house, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't, we are not made for boxes. There is also my TV show. I am creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link and you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is I am philly.com, So I am philly p-h-i-l-l-y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one.